Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. For our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in online worldwide, thanks to our podcast. We're glad you all could be with us as well. We always are talking to you guys about the importance of not only developing your own inner strength, but also being able to use your voice. Our next guest has definitely been able to do that. We're excited to welcome Lisa Cornwell to our broadcast today. She's written a powerful book about her own journey in life called Troublemaker, a memoir of sexism, retaliation, and the fight they didn't see coming. I want to talk to Lisa not only about what it's been like for her to share her own story, but also what I love about the story that really shows the importance of the strength in numbers, but also, of course, being able to advocate for yourself. If you all have not found out about Troublemaker, I hope this conversation will be able to spark your attention so you'll go and get it for yourself. Lisa, thank you again for the time. really do appreciate it. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Hey, glad to do it. Lisa, this book is so powerful because I think for so many people, you know, we're used to you being able to share stories. Now you are the story with this book, and you share so many different layers of your life. I want to talk about that aspect. What has it been like for you to see the way that people have been responding to the book? It's been great. I tell you what, at at first it was a little nerve-wracking just opening myself up to it and all the different stories and things that I've been through that, you know, I haven't talked about for so long. Right. and I'm going back to childhood, but it really ended up being just a cathartic experience, you know, to get it out there and to have this conversation and, and to have people come up and have the conversations with me about the stories that they read in the book and things that they relate to that have happened in their own lives. So it's just it's been a really powerful discussion for me. I think there will be a lot of surprises for people, Lisa, for people who actually take the time to read the book. I mean, for one, as you mentioned, about your own personal journey and challenges and struggles that you've gone through and your ability to not only, of course, recognize the need for help but to get that help. But also, of course, finding help for yourself and being able to advocate on behalf of others. Do you think, though, that's just a part of who you are, Lisa, someone who who does not like to see someone being mistreated that wants to be able to rally in and to help those that may be in need? Yeah, I've always been like that, Cyrus. You know, even from a little kid, I talk about the time in the book. Um, you know, when I was when I witnessed the the violent attack on a woman, I always have been like that. And so, you know, a lot of this book isn't just about standing up for myself, but it's about standing up for others and and really the responsibility that we have in doing so. You know, I think just as human beings, our first instinct and our first reaction should always be to defend ourselves, but then right next in line, it should be to defend other people. And so I'm just, I'm thankful that I have been in the position to be able to do that. I'm glad that for whatever reason, my parents instilled in me the um, the importance of not only defending myself, but always defending other people whenever I saw injustices. And so, yeah, part of this book is, you know, it's my story, but it's also about other things that I witnessed during my time at Golf Channel and, and other places. And some of the injustices that were happening to other folks that I wanted to make sure and uh, make mention of. 
Yeah. You you also talk about unfortunately where we are in the country, Lisa, and I want to actually read what you wrote um under the chapter POTUS. You say this for those who have the hardcover edition of the book on page thirty one, you said, um, and in this day and age it's gotten even worse with social media. People refuse to have open and thoughtful conversations about politics anymore, which I believe makes us more defensive and less educated than in years past because we aren't listening to the other the other side. You mentioned politics there, but I think some would argue, Lisa, these days that with, with so many topics, right, that people people aren't listening, people aren't willing to talk. What has that been like for you to see the breakdown in communication over the years and how social media seems to have amplified that? It's tough, and the hard part is I don't know what the answer is to make it better. Um, yeah. I miss the days of these thoughtful conversations, and like I said in the book, you know, we're not always right. Not We don't always have the best decisions, whether they're the decisions about us personally, politically, um, just in, important issues that, that shape human beings and, and shape the lives of all people. And I think that it's so important just this art of listening and, and understanding and, and educating yourself on, on what's happening. It could be a personal issue. It could be a political issue. Um, but, yeah, I mean, social media is just taking it to a different level, and it's it, – Everything is a constant war. Nobody wants to talk about certain topics anymore. And I guess the point that I was trying to make in that is how do we get better? How do we get better as a people, as a society, if we're not having these discussions? So I don't know. I don't – I hate to be the naysayer in terms of I don't know how it gets better with social media, but I think we're at that point where we really need to start addressing that issue. Such a great point, and that leads us to another issue that you address in the book, Lisa, and that is, of course, the workplace. This is an issue I think so many people, and especially women, can relate to. And I have to say, before reading Troublemaker, Lisa, I had no idea all that had happened um, to you when it came to to the, the Gulf Channel. One of the things I, I, I want to say, though, that you said when you signed your contract with the Gulf Channel, though, um, you said in Chapter 9 of the book um, that, that that would change your life forever. That was in September 2013. Talk to us about what it was like for you to go from that moment um, to then thinking about the things seemed to go wrong. You know, it seemed to happen in slow motion, really, when, when that time was happening. I mean, I had worked so hard in this career, and then to finally get to Golf Channel with my background, it, you know, as I called it in the book, it was a dream job. Hmm. Um, you know, to go through some of the things that happened there and so long into my career there, uh, it, was, it was heartbreaking. It was, it was sort of hard to fathom, but at the same time, I knew that even though it was risky to take it on that's what I had to do it's just who I am and so right. to, to not to not back down to, to not stand up for myself just wasn't an option I mean I, I talked about the different issues that I've witnessed too with some fellow employees that I've been through before I started my own battle so I knew that mm-hmm. not only was this something I needed to do for myself but I needed to do for the other women who were currently there and who would be there in the future we had to make it better and Right. You know, I, I've received messages from folks who are still there, and they they have told me that it has. I mean, that they have seen a clear change in behavior and policy. I hope that it continues to get better. But it just goes to show that – it goes to show two things. Number one, why speaking out is so important. And, and number two, that those who do speak out, there is this real fear of retaliation because people are still – you know, they're afraid to walk down that road. They, they don't want to be, they don't want there to be pushback. They don't want to be challenged. 
but we need to keep challenging them, and that's what this book was about. It was, and, and I think it goes to not only, of course, the, the, the title of the book, Troublemaker, or how some would, would perceive you and others um, who are going against what has been accepted uh, as the norm or going about what's been accepted as okay. You addressed it in an interesting way, Lisa, and I, I want to have a little conversation about this because I think when people read that part of the book, starting, of course, looking at what happened in 2018, 2019, I think when they think about that time period, what is interesting is you talk about the danger of complicity. And I think for those who do not speak up, how, you know, there are some people who feel like you don't rock the boat, you don't get involved. But you talk about the danger in that. Is that one of the big things you want people to take away from this book, that, yes, you made decisions not only for yourself but also to help others, but the danger in not making those decisions for themselves and others? 100%. And there is a real danger. I mean, I think that that's why Golf Channel had gotten to the point where it was when I did speak out because so many, so many people over the years – had faced these issues, but out of fear of retaliation. And, look, again, I understand it, but that's how these problems, they fester, they grow, and they become, they become part of a culture. And that's what we had at, at Golf Channel. It wasn't just my story that came out. You know, when the Washington Post did this deep investigative dive on what had happened throughout the years at Golf Channel, I mean, it uncovered all sorts of wrongdoings that had been covered up, that had been mismanaged. And... A big part of that is because it was held so tightly internally, and it didn't get out there. And that's what I did not want to do. I did not want to throw a blanket over it and handle it internally and pretend like this problem would go away because that's what they had tried to do for so many years, and it didn't work. And I think that a lot of folks can relate to that. It doesn't matter if you work at Golf Channel. It doesn't matter if you work at a at a local business. It happens in all places, and we need to talk about it. We need to, to do what we can to make sure that we put a stop to it so it doesn't affect future employees. Yeah. There is this uh, thing that we have as human beings, uh, at least as you know, as you kind of share in the book even, that when people do you know, speak out, when people do go against what has been accepted or seen as a norm, they are seen as difficult. They are seen as troublemakers. They are, you know, they are, they then become the bad guy. What has that been like for you to show people that, you know what, the fact that people call you names or see you a certain way does not mean you're doing anything bad. It could very well be that you know you're doing the right thing. Well, I think the folks who know me, they, they understand what that means. So they, they know that, that I am the good kind of troublemaker, <clears throat> excuse yeah. me, that I'm trying to talk about this, that I'm trying to force change, that I'm trying to call out injustices. You know, if somebody doesn't understand that, I always encourage them to read the book, to read the Washington Post article and to understand mm-hmm. why good trouble was necessary. You know, I don't want to feel the great line from, from the late congressman from Georgia, John Lewis, but that's what he always advocated. He was all about making good trouble. And for somebody like me, it was inspiring what, what he did in the past. And, you know, we have a responsibility, I think, to, to sort of continue to do that. We need to cause good trouble. And by definition, to me, that means speaking about these issues, not tolerating, not tolerating them, not accepting them for what they are, but actually trying to do something about it even if it puts yourself at risk. And, and look, again, I will say, I mean, I'm, I'm living, breathing proof that retaliation is real, but yeah. it's another part of the story, too. Yeah. 
And that leads us to um, the subtitle of the book, the latter part, The Fight They Didn't See Coming. I think that fight is so important. I guess what I wanted to ask you, Lisa, a question that other people will probably want to know for themselves. What kept you in the fight? Because it was not easy. So there are other people, as you know, who would have given up. What is it that kept you fighting in spite of the difficulties? It's just my personality. I mean, I'm just a determined person by nature. I think that it's what made me a successful athlete. Um, I just, once once I decide to do something, I'm just, I'm, I'm all in, 100%. And I didn't back down from really the, the threats that they kept throwing at me and the the tactics that were used to try to intimidate me. It just, it didn't work. And I knew that I was, I was doing this battle for myself. I knew I was doing it for other women. And I was determined to make a difference. And that determination is still there, and it will never go away. It will always be part of my journey. And this will forever be part of what I want to accomplish in this world. Love that. Love that. Well, it's a powerful book, Lisa. Such an amazing journey you've been on. And I thank you so much for sharing it with us. Again, everyone, Lisa Cornwell has been our guest. The book is Troublemaker, a memoir of sexism, retaliation, and the fight they didn't see coming. It's available through our friends at Amazon.com or through your favorite local bookstore if they don't have it. I know they'd be more than happy to order it for you. It's published by Triumph Books. Lisa, really appreciate this time. How can our audience stay connected with you? On social media, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter, Lisa M. Cornwell. Uh, I have a website, lisacornwell.com. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty active on Twitter. I'm not as active on the other platforms, but okay. I love to hear from folks, and I love to, I love to interact and respond. So awesome. um, I encourage folks to do so. But I appreciate you having me, and um, hey. I really appreciate you reading the book the way that you did, the insight that you had to the story well, that you. I told. It, it, it means a lot. It really does. It's great in the well, thank you. I appreciate that, Lisa. And definitely looking forward to having you back on the broadcast again, okay? Can't wait. All right. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Now let's go make today amazing. Take care. <laughs>